Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is TJ Morris, and you're listening to ET Radio. We're going to be getting our talk about soul memories of humanity today with the ACO Club Metaphysicians. And I've invited Ken R. Johnston Sr., who is our fleet commander of a lot of our blogs and our people that have social media out there. So we're welcoming everybody, and I've invited you if you were interested on social media. Uh, we may have some other people show up. I'm not sure, but I think uh, that Tommy Hawksblood is going to be showing up. But let me get Ken on here. Ken, can you hear me now? I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on Sunday. Short notice, but here you are. So why don't you introduce yourself? You're going to be doing co-hosting with us, hopefully on Fridays from now on. But so Sundays when you can show up, they'd be great. Tell them who you are. From Albuquerque. Well, it depends upon uh, who you're talking to and what organization we're talking with as to who I am. I I go by Ken, Ken Johnston. I was one of the first four civilian astronauts on the Apollo program working with the Grumman uh, Corporation that built the lunar module. And my job was to help test it in the vacuum chambers and be sure everything worked good and help train the regular NASA Apollo astronauts uh, how to fly it so they could go to the moon. And uh, I see I was. uh, with the Boeing Corporation, I was a flight instructor on 737s for 14 years. So um, I retired from there. Uh, let's see, chronologically, I guess I'm 77 years old, although um, a few times, and I'm beginning to believe this myself after undergoing a lot of hypnotic regression, but a uh, little time jumping back and forth here. Maybe I'm not quite that old. At least I hope not. So is that enough information? Yeah, and you're going to be speaking. You're one of the very few people that's been invited and got an airplane ticket to be a real live speaker at a real live uh, Cosmos or Conscious Expo or Living Expo. But we do integrative medicine, and uh, I believe it's in California. But is it the New Living Expo? I'll look it up. April 26th, isn't it? New Living Expo? I, I'm going to ask you to please look it up because I've got so many notes on my desk here. I don't know which one's which. And my wife just told okay, me, that, aren't you supposed to be on? She told me about 20 minutes ago that I needed to check in with you guys, and I had about a minute and a half to spare before you went on the air. So that lets you know how tight schedules okay. are with us right now. All right. Well, New Living Expo, April 26th to 28th. It's a San Mateo uh, event center, newlivingexpo.com. And uh, we're, we just recently had James Van Prague over here for the New Horizons event program, and he is one of the lead speakers with Ken Johnston, uh, who's here with us today, David Wilcock, Andrew Collins, Kimberly Meredith, Carolyn Miss, or Mize, M-Y-S-S, 
Marianne Williamson, David Lonebear, Ashley Manta, Kenneth Pelletier, and I think I said Grand Hancock, but I'll say it again. So that is 180 exhibitors, 80 lectures, workshops, and panels. And I'm really glad that uh, Ken has been asked to go over there. And uh, the uh, let me see what it says here. It says, the New Living Expo is a revolutionary event focusing on the alternative movers and shakers of our times. It features a myriad of speakers, workshops, classes, panels, and special events all designed to excite, enlighten, and motivate. So some people even say that they met their soulmates. And we're going to be talking about soulmates tonight. So this is only fitting that Ken got to come to promote this event tonight. So Ken, uh, some people met their soulmates, and we're going to be talking about that. But let me get my other person on Sundays. This is uh, one of the guys that started this show seven years ago, Ken, Tommy Hawksblood, I believe he tried to call you today. Uh, Hi, let me we see. Already, Tommy? Yes. Greetings, okay. yes, I'm here. Tommy. Right. Yeah, introduce yourself, Tommy. Hi, uh, Tommy Hawksblood. I'm calling from the Big Island of Hawaii. We just had a big earthquake this morning. Uh, we got oh, a lot boy. of things going on here. There's a 5.2. But uh, we had a, yeah, they had a, uh-huh. we, they dropped a couple bombs on the island about a month ago. The day after we had a 4.8 and we just had a, an earthquake on top of the island, which we never had an earthquake on. And they put that on the news. But yet this morning we had, we started with a 5.3 and we had about four more yet so far today. Uh, so they're playing with the wow. island. It, actually, isn't Hawaii just a great big mountain at the top of it? It's got the top of the volcano on it. Well, I'm on the biggest island, the mountain on the planet, which is the Big Island of Hawaii. Uh, yeah. Yes, you're right, the biggest mountain. And it, and well, the only base near Kailua. What was that, TJ? It happened near Kailua, five point three. A big. Uh, it says. Uh, yeah. Eleven hours ago, no. it was on ABC Seven News. And it's uh, saying wow. the magnitude is 5.3, uh, Tommy, and uh, right. God bless you for being there. So uh, thank you for calling Ken and me and alerting us to all of this. So, uh, wow. Well, just so uh, you know, today was a bad day. Uh, Hawaii had one. Japan had a 5 and a 5.2. Alaska had a 5.3. Uh, Mexico had a 5. Point, and Utah in the middle of the United States had a 4.6. So they're getting bigger and bigger over the past year because of the fracking out there. Uh, I believe there's exact reasons why it's happening. But uh, your psychic friend uh, talked about, he said he prophesied about the six. I prophesied the last two 7.0 earthquakes, but I'm prophesying there's a bigger one coming in the next four to five months. Could be, could be. And uh, that's why I live at, at a mile high in New Mexico. And uh, <laughs> that's my choice. Well, that's a good choice. So, uh, Although yeah, it, I'm on the. Big you live in the most more beautiful place, so it's much more beautiful there than the high desert we have. But uh, it Let's is see. what we're. I'm I'm closer to the moon, I think. Well, nope, a little bit closer. Not much. Our mountains go pretty yeah. high, but uh, as far as I'm in Hawaii, I could write on a book on how bad Hawaii is. We're the most toxic probably in the United States. Uh, 
Eight out of ten people will come down with a respiratory or lung problem by the time they're 40. Wow. If they so what's what's the life expectancy there? What was that? You still there? I was, I was, yeah, I was asking what the life expectancy is then in, in Hawaii, the average well, life expectancy. You know, they, I don't know the exact number for that, but I do know we have a lot more people getting bit by sharks and a lot more people disappearing in the ocean. The greatest snorkelers oh. and divers disappear every 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 month. We have have them disappearing. So uh, we got the worst water conditions because uh, mm. we have water waves up to fifty feet high, uh, and that's what they like to surf. But uh, when it hits the shoreline, it does damages to the shorelines and everything else. Wow. Uh, that's only a few problems here. We've got, the, we've got chemtrails being sprayed every three days. We've got a geothermal plant, which is extremely dangerous here on this big island. Right. They killed four people a couple of years ago, and they put 120 people in the hospital. I was living right near it when it happened. Uh, they thought a tsunami was going to hit, and they had to release gas, and it just killed four people. It, only last year, they gave them a fine of... Uh, $24,000. Wow. For, for doing but the volcano so, so, covered... Yeah. The volcano has had 13 uh, ports. 12 of them were covered by lava. They only had one open, but that's where the active lava was pouring out of. And they didn't even talk about that much. So as of recently, they're going to be opening the geothermal plant as of probably next month. Even though I think it's already operating, because I hear a weird sound at nighttime, and I don't know what else it could be. It's a really kind of strange hum, but I do hear it all night long. So yeah, that's the that. interesting, beautiful Hawaii. How beautiful it is! I'm I'm a rebel. If you listen to me and how I talk, I I go into the facts. I don't go into what everybody else says. I have to yep. prove things to myself. That that's a, important to do your own research. Is where you understand. I I live, uh, well here in New Mexico, very close to at least three of the underground bases uh, that extraterrestrials uh, have been in, as well as our secret space program. So, yeah, we're all living in some very interesting times. Well, I went on. Do you you know the name Robert Morning Sky? Now you want Morning Sky or Morning Star? Not Star, Sky. Robert Morning Sky and Morning Star. All right, Morning Sky, Ken, he's talking to you. So I'm going to meet while you two talk for a minute. All right, because uh, oh. I was friends with him. Uh, he was abducted by the government, and he was completely reprogrammed for real. Uh, he was the first person 35 years ago talking about Planet X and Nibiru coming here and everything. And right. I went on a vision quest with him. Uh, ships came over us and everything. But uh, while I was on the lecture scene, we were doing global sciences. They abducted him. They took him. They said he was doing a TV show. He came back, he was completely reprogrammed. His story, his right. grandfather, his grandfather was with an alien ship that crashed when Roswell happened. Three ships crashed and his grandfather, wasn't his, he wasn't elderly at the time, but his, his grandfather and two other people actually had an alien up in the mountain for, for nine months. Uh, then the ship down, came down and t- took it away. And he wrote a thesis on that. He won, a, not the Nobel Prize, but he won something right below that for writing this thesis about it. 
And it was a thesis about UFOs and aliens, which was probably amazing that he got the credit what he did for writing that. Yeah. Unfortunately, but that's, he, that's what happens. They don't want <clears throat> they don't want all the real truth to get out, and that's uh, one of the problems we have. But they do the mind washing and wipe out a lot. It's been very in fact that it's only been this past year since uh, TJ and I've been working together and looking at <clears throat> getting. Um, hypnotic regression for myself in order to bring up some of the information that has been haunting me, but I could just never quite remember it. Now we realize because I had been mind washed after getting back from some of the projects and things that I'd been sent on. So you got somebody good working with you. Uh, Dr. Sasha lesson is what I've been working with. Oh, all right. Well, I, I, you know, I started doing hypnosis when I was 14 years old. I, 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 started beat, I was getting, doing it at 12. <laughs> I was doing it at 12 well, years old. Fascinating. Go I ahead. started doing uh, psychic implant removals when I was 20. I was uh-huh. doing, uh, I called it uh, past life regression. I, I made business cards. Now, Dolores Cannon claimed she invented it. But she uh-huh. claimed she invented it like 10 years after I was already doing it. But right. uh, I stopped doing that. But uh, it, do you, did you ever get close to Bud Hopkins? I, I'm sorry, I didn't understand that one. I have a little problem with, with hearing loss thanks to a, a lot of rockets oh. and bombs and things I had been involved in. So. Bud Hopkins. And I don't have my hearing. You know Go ahead. Yes. Did you know Bud Hopkins? Uh, well, my best friend Bill, was – Bill Tompkins we're talking about? Or Hopkins? No, oh, I'm sorry. But, Go ahead. But Bud Hopkins, he wrote all the abduction stories. Right. He was the right. first person to make it famous. My best friend yeah. was the first person he worked with, and he went, on, he went around the United States the first year with her. Because she was abducted for the whole year, and that's when he started writing about abductions and everything else. He he died uh, a couple of years ago, but uh, he helped he helped create MUFON as far as their whole system of checking people if they're cra- crazy or sane and if they really saw something and things like that. Right. Right. But I challenged him a lot because uh, he never saw a UFO. He was never next to an alien. So all his hmm. is what people say to him. And I'm the opposite. Right. And I had all my direct experiences. So, I mean, I, I'm not coming from left field saying, oh, I heard somebody said this. So yeah. uh, uh, a friend of mine, yeah. Sergio 18, and I shot more pictures of ships than anybody else in the United States. Okay. We have pictures of um, creatures, entities, uh, you name it. And we also went public in 96, filming orbs around the United States, wherever we went, right. in front of everybody. Uh, that's what I was doing for many years, but I pull more and, into the spiritual side. Right. Now, I, I was, um, like I say, um, kept from being able to bring forward a lot of the information. Uh, mentioning, you know, back when I age, actually I was 12, turning 13 when I left, went to the military, uh, high school, junior college, military school at Oklahoma Military Academy. And there uh, I would hypnotize friends and help them study for exams. And stuff. So I was quite busy up until, let's see, in 19, until I was 20, and I went up for the Marine Corps. And uh, I hadn't messed with, messed with, haven't used or worked with uh, hypnosis in a few decades. And now I find myself that uh, I, I had to go in and deprogram myself because I had keyed to prevent other people from being able to hypnotize me until uh, I got right. Dr. Lesson. So it's a case of now I'm, I'm having to go back and recover um, all the stuff that I was, you know, whitewashed, cleaned up, and so I couldn't uh, 
recalled experiences. So um, now I'm, are, are, are you still active doing um, hypnosis? No, I'm not because uh, I'm more, like I said, I'm trying to create a spiritual teaching with TJ. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I had five death experiences. I spent 35 years traveling out of my body. I work with deities, angels, you name it. Uh, and I go beyond what, what the teachings of Jesus was because I don't think too many people on this planet have a clue, which my book is The True Teachings of Jesus from God Realization. Uh, and I've been searching for somebody that could actually talk about God. And I mean, even when I, your friend who just hypnotized you, when he talks about, and he had this guest on saying that uh, Inky was Jesus and all these kind of things. I listen to the stories these people t- tell. Uh, they weren't there. For them to say something that ridiculous to me is crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. and, to, and to me, I'm aware of my lifetimes from Atlantis to now. Jesus was the most spiritual person to ever walk this planet. I don't care what anybody says. I was there. I was a female in that lifetime. Mary Magdalene was my closest friend. I was there when they killed Jesus. I was there when he was teaching the disciples. He wasn't teaching about love and, and, my, and, and forgiveness. That wasn't what he was teaching. You can't teach love first off. He showed it, but I was there when Mary Magdalene gave birth to his daughter. So, yeah, there was a lot of things that went down that nobody, all these people, even these people from Venus, I worked with one person who said she was came here with six. Uh, she says her her people say that Jesus was an alien and all this. They have no clue. Aliens have very little information about a real God. Any deity, they don't even talk about gods, believe it or not. So, uh, yeah, I'm hardcore. I, I've tried working with TJ because she's going through a lot right now with all the things that have happened to her the past couple of years. Right, I know. Uh, I know about that. But it's hard to talk about death because karma is really important at death. If you create a, a pile of karma, it, it's not a good thing. I mean, it's like you step into this beautiful place with a pile of karma. Not that you, you go to hell. To me, planet Earth is hell. This is as bad I can as agree with. Can. I can agree with most of that. Because this is as bad as it's going to get for soul to experience. Where else can you experience this kind of pain, suffering, see it, deal with it constantly? Well, well, humans. <laughs> yeah, humans, I think, is, is one of the biggest concerns that we all have. And I mean, I, you probably suffered through a, a number of critical events. I, I had a son at 22 years old that was murdered and those kind of things to deal with. Um, it, it's all part of, of growth, although it's it's a horrible experience. Most families that go through something like that wind up breaking up, husbands split up, wives, etc. And I'm I'm very thankful that uh, my wife Fran from past life that we found each other and uh, we were able to help each other through that kind of a crisis that we had. So it's this is also Earth is also a training a training uh, planet where we all get a chance to grow and learn and uh, hopefully improve who we are so that humans aren't so bad. Well, you know, see, I, I, this is my belief in Atlantis. It was the most beautiful planet. uh, I mean, we were in the most beautiful place on this planet at that time. There were nine races here, but when two alien races came down, they destroyed it. And that's when the reprogramming started. They didn't make us, but they did reprogram us. And the first program they added was killing and because we have never changed in twenty, thirty thousand years on that. As far as sacrifice, 
we were programmed to do that, which is another thing that's not spiritually connected to anything. If you, they, I mean, all these beings that be, uh, people that believe they were, that they had a sacrifice for God and things like that. Uh, it, it's really sad because it's accepted worldwide. Most religions, uh, like even the Muslim religion, you can't kill in the name of God. And if you do, you got problems. The same as, I mean, I don't want to go into religions that much, but they all have a limited aspect of what God is. I mean, and I think they're it's sitting there watching over them. I just listened to uh, Mich- uh, Michio Kaku, however you say his name. Michio Kaku, yeah. Yeah, well, no, he I'm... talks about that. He's talking about it a lot now. Uh, when people get closer to death, they become more aware. Even uh, who's the person in a wheelchair that died? Oh, I can never say his name. He's talking, talking about, about uh, William Tompkins, by any chance? He just passed recently. No, 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 no. Uh, Stephen Hawkins. Stephen Hawkins. Oh. Yeah. Right? He, uh, Is that who you're talking he about? suddenly started. Yeah. When people get closer to death, they start thinking about a real God. And uh, even even David Mother Hawking, Teresa. Yeah. <clears throat> even Mother Teresa. Well, tell people, if you died. mention a name, go ahead. and If you're going to mention a name, tell people about Stephen Hawking. He, who he was. He was a theoretical physicist, right? And he died March 2018. So, uh, But he is probably, he was been in several movies. People talk about him on Big Bang Theory. But uh, he was uh, Hawking, and there's a movie made about him. So uh, we miss him, but uh, he's gone now. But uh, he's an important scientist well, in the physics of the universe, psychics of he the was universe. Very but he was At physics, his end time, you know. Funny, the uh-huh. two years of, before he died, he, he wanted to commit suicide, and Ooh, then he met a billionaire. Then he met a, then he met a billionaire from Europe. And he, they were investing a hundred million dollars to to talk to aliens, and that was the year before he uh, died. So he, he started going right. into these abstract things. Uh, but well, what he I'm died saying March fourteenth, twenty eighteen. So he was born January eighth, nineteen forty two. But I went ahead and looked him up. But he's uh, written in his who was Stephen Hawking. So it says he was a theoretical physicist. Stephen Hawking, British scientist, professor, and author who performed groundbreaking work in physics and cosmology, whose books helped to make science accessible to everyone was studying cosmology at the University of Cambridge. So he was diagnosed with amyotropic lateral sclerosis, ALS. Part of his life story was depicted in 2014 in the Theory of Everything. So I'll cut this off now because it's got some kind of commercial on it there. Everything these days has now audio, folks. It's not like it used to be on, online. We're going to audio and video and just about everything, and that's why we have this live podcast today, hopefully to talk to you about several topics here with Ken R. Johnston talking with Tommy Hawksblood Sinisi. And Ken is of New Mexico, and Tommy Hawksblood is of the Big Island. that just had a 5.3 magnitude earthquake and uh, we wanted to talk about soul memories of humanity, and uh, Ken wasn't aware of the topics, but we're sharing extraterrestrials' memories as we share our spirit, soul, beliefs, truth, and our cosmic consciousness origin. And we've learned that not everyone on Earth has the best of memories and checks out of their physical container, and we've all lost someone. Uh, Ken has mentioned he's lost 
a very deep loved one. That was your son, Ken, wasn't it? And I just lost my daughter. Yes, it was. So we're talking <clears throat> yes, it was. about losing. <clears throat> so we're talking about death and dying today, folks, and our level of <clears throat> consciousness. And we want to talk about how we are coming together. We're all seniors, and I've created a club called ACO Club. And uh, some people are asking me our mission for our Allied Command Organization and our Ascension Center Organization. And Ken's going to be going to the New Living Expo, April 26th to the 28th, to talk about his experiences on Earth. And it does have to do with UFOs and Ascension, Tommy. So I've, I've uh, invited Tommy. Tommy helps me with Ascension. I have Ascension Center. That's Ascension.Center. And you can use that as a domain name center like you used to could .com or .org. But I also have UFOassociation.com if you'd like to read the articles and bylaws, and the UFOassociation.org. So I've got these, and I'd like to get people to share their articles if you're interested on UFO Association or UFO Association and share your stories about your soul and ascension and UFOs. So I had to separate them because some people – like Ken's going to find out, they're going to want to talk about ascension and the spiritual side. And other people are going to want to talk about the UFOs and their experiences with UFOs. And I talk about both because I've died. I know what ascension is to me. And today I wanted to bring Ken and Tommy because they both uh, had experiences with ascension and UFOs. And we can talk about soul memories of all of our humanity. And I want to start getting organized in our ACO Club metaphysicians. So Tommy and Ken and me are all universal life ministers. So we've got a lot in common, and uh, metaphysicians, uh, ministers, uh, and universal life ministers, cosmos consciousness, and just trying to learn how to work together among seniors. And you don't have to be a senior, but it sure helps because it gives you ideas more of what life can be expected. We've already lived most of our lives, and to answer your your question, Ken, about life expectancy in Hawaii is 81, and uh, where you're living is not so much, 76, and where I'm living is 78, so, you know, you can look up, probably anywhere you look, it's going to have maybe different numbers, but, so somewhere between (laughs) 78 and at the longest, 81, (laughs) but Hawaii and Florida are nice places, apparently, they, they keep up with older, the older age in Hawaii and Florida, but Tommy, you've got 81 out there in Hawaii. So, but I did look that well, up. You know, so now we that, covered every a little bit of everything. But let me go back on mute now. Now you two can talk about souls, and I'll come in every once in a while. Memories and how we're supposed to be working together with ascension and UFOs. I'm sure we'll find our way, Ken. Right. And so, okay, oh, Tommy, absolutely. you well, next, absolutely. and just yeah. keep passing the talking uh, oh. stick back and forth, Tommy. Okay, Ken, I'll let you open it up. Yeah, I wanted to add one thing and that for Tommy, and that is um, my experience is with, um, and, and I've just recently been able to pull it back out of the mind, uh, extraterrestrials, et cetera, they refer to a, um, and now I'm going to say God, supreme creator, and right. um, that's kind of kind of where we all come, come to. It's, we're referring to the same thing, but with different, uh, different ways of, of identifying and just about every single religion on planet Earth have had a a supreme being contact, be it either uh, Jesus or Buddha or – and right now I can't remember half of all of the others. But uh, uh, they, they've all – You know – Go ahead. 
on that, there's one critical thing. What did they teach? From Buddha to, to the Dalai Lama to, to the Pope, all these people that uh, go back to uh, Rumi, Nor- uh, Rumi and people like that, uh, all these different people, Manjushri, the names of beings and people, and these, like right. uh, Quetzalcoatl was supposed to be a man in Mexico. What did they now, correct teach? Correct me if I'm wrong. Now, I'm going to say the thing they all do teach us, that is love. All right. See, now that's where I go against everybody on the planet. Love isn't the answer for, for anything. Oh, love never well, helps. Enlighten, enlighten now, me. <laughs> all right. Now, because I, I do lots of shows on love alone because people assume. And I just did 12, 21 days with uh, Deepak Chopra and Oprah on, on grace and gratitude how that brings con- God consciousness into us. I said, that would okay. be great if it was true. Now, here's something. Realize, love wasn't a, a, an old word. It actually became more of a profound word after Jesus was crucified. Women were never accepted as a love object. As far back as you want to go, the Egyptians, the Mayans, even the Hindu people, it was Kama Sutra sex, and it was never love. That word wasn't part of it. It was added recently, but the word love, there's only one love, and I'll explain my definition, is understanding God. Because without that, you can't love anything, because you can't even understand yourself. And then the second thing you have to understand is what soul is. If you can't perceive or understand what soul truly is, you can't love yourself. It's like saying, I love a tree, I love a car, I love people. Unconditional love is an imaginary word. It doesn't change reality. So, uh, the concept, love, how long does it last? True love doesn't die. When people go in a relationship, it's, it, love lasts for eternity. So when a person falls in a relationship and then are out of a relationship, they never found true love in the first place. But I go into that as far as teaching people if they're going to get together. The, the foundation of creating love between two people is, is really critical. And very few people are willing to do that because you have so to talk about doing, religion. Yeah. Is it we're, we're speaking of love in the term of of um, an emotion, not of a physical contact, but then of a, a spiritual mental contact. Okay. Here, here's no. a, here's a question I ask everybody. I'll ask you. What is your <laughs> definition of spiritual? Hmm. Spiritual? Depends on the person. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to no, Everybody has an idea of it. Yeah. Go ahead, TJ. I was just going to say soul memories of humanity. Yeah, we should – what I'm going to do, Tommy, is take a topic and then you each let uh, Ken respond to the topics as well, right, Tommy? But uh, don't debate or question. Let's talk in general terms. We're just talking. Okay. But, you know – all right. But soul memories of humanity, ACO Club metaphysicians – I want to I want to work with uh, how we can share our extraterrestrial memories, but I want to get into the levels of our spirit, our soul, our beliefs, and our truth. But at the same time, there's levels of existence that I've passed through, and right now I'm dealing with death and dying. And you know, it's not an easy time for uh, we're supposed to be a love and light. And Ken's going to be taking talking at the Living Expo and bringing ascension and UFOs together. And a lot of people are calling this a time of disclosure, but uh, I'm trying to do my best to bring together our allied command organization too. And Tommy, they, uh, you and you and 
can have an opportunity to help me here in my bereavement. It's to help me with our mission because uh, one of the guys with a really big radio station uh, got in touch with me on Facebook and asked me what was our mission going to be coming together, me, you, and Ken, and Janet, and Dr. Bruce Maccabee, and you know, Dr. Uh, David Allen Miller that's coming on, I guess, Janet's show. He, he didn't show up today for this one, so he's going on the 7 o'clock one because he wasn't at home early. But how, what are we doing together? So we've got Ascension and UFOs, but our turnabout is the Allied Command Organization and the ACO Club. So I'd like to sort of stick with ACO Association, UFO Association, and bring us together on these programming topics that people understand. So maybe you two could help me. Today, maybe we should uh, fish out how we want to be known because uh, Ken's got to go over and talk about Ascension and UFOs, but he's being asked to talk mainly about his photos, I think. But let's work together and see how we can do this stuff, Tommy. But Soul Memories of Humanity, I wanted you to talk about you know, all these topics, but what's our mission? Well, how are we going to come together? You know, we've got to come together. These words are critical to a mission. And to me, the most important word that a person needs to learn is what soul is. Because without that, we don't know who and what we are. And then we don't know our abilities. We don't know anything about ourselves, really. So once you learn well, that, then this person you need to learn. Well, we could, we could talk uh, about uh, if we want to develop a glossary for what we believe a soul is and go with uh, a definition for that could be part of our mission with the Allied Command Organization. But I think soul would probably be one of the highest levels. But let me let Ken talk. Ken, on a soul yeah, level, ahead. would that be the top to you? Would that be your – if we go back up to the creator, because like Tommy said, even Michio Kaku – another theoretical physicist that Tommy brought up, plus Stephen Hawking, that these are people that are trying to work in the cosmology of theoretical physics with possibly a god. That right there is, uh, I think we're talking about our soul. I well, I think don't know. One of the, the only way I look at what is a soul, and, and, and that has to do with getting into the metaphysical, whereas we've had um, – when people have died and we've been weighing their bodies, et cetera, once they have actually left this body, there is actually a shift and a change in the, the volume weight of that person. So the soul is a, a part that exists that when we, we pass on from this life, we still have that existence of that soul. And from that, when we, we reincarnate either into other bodies because we have more more training to go through and more experiences to have, or we are able to just step back and be part of the, the masters that help guide and direct those that are, are still gaining experience and in, in knowledge. So um, the soul to me is our higher self, a higher vibration and a higher existence. How about you, Tommy? All right. I agree with most of what you said because we go from one space of awareness to another. But for me, I can only talk about my direct experiences. I went through death so many times. I went through leaving the body, traveling. There's different realms, and that's what I plan on teaching as well, because very few souls go past the astral plane. 
There's little gods, which I call their deities. They're little gods. Uh, Jesus is, Moses' God was, was a little god. He was the god of the astral plane. There's three gods there. So when people say, well, they went through all these realms, you, you get, there's three dimensionals to the physical world. There's three dimensions, dimensional realms in the astral plane. And a lot of people go through those different realms in the astral plane and go, oh, it's beautiful. It's this, that. No, it's not even close because you have to let go of mind completely to get into the mental plane because that's what it is. It's letting go of all that. But you don't have to go. You can go through the bliss state, the oneness. I mean, it's a beautiful space. You can stay there for infinity if that is your passion. But if you truly want to become the best soul can be, you go beyond that. And I travel into the higher worlds. Like I said, the deities, there's a God on every realm, up to the soul plane, when you could actually leave your soul body to move on from there. Uh, so yeah, soul travel is much more important than astral projection. You can't go further. Now here's a word that nobody uses, the silver cord, because most people don't realize or understand it. It's what connects all souls. It connects souls to their body, so they don't get lost if they leave by themselves and try to travel in the astral plane. So that's very, what you most sever, though, think, when you when you leave the body, is you sever the chain. No, it's it's it brings you back. Shirley MacLaine did a movie in in this. I don't know what year it was. Her actual experience. She put it on TV. She explained about it, and it's what keeps soul from going into the higher world. But again, there's gods on those realms which people don't talk about. Aliens don't talk about them. They talk about these higher, higher this and that. But when you have alien gods, which most races had as a god, we don't, we don't learn anything about the true mission of soul. Soul is an individual path. It's not a universal path. Every soul goes back to God in its own journey, its own way. So when people think that we're going to heal the planet, make the planet better, move to Mars and Venus, and they're going to be better, it's just what man's perceiving. Now, do you believe in Lucifer? Is that a question to me? Yeah, that's a question to you. Do I believe in Lucifer? I think that uh, Luf- Lucifer is a, a spirit entity that has been, um, oh, let's see, has served different purposes than um, what most people think it serves. So that's just a well, short. It can, sort of I a can tell you what dark, I know. But you know, philosophy think about what metaphysics is because all we're talking basically philosophy but the books after aristotle the word metaphysics was first coined by andronicus rhodes r-h-o-d-e-s you're the rhodes scholars <laughs> philosophical right. you get a doctor's when you get a phd doctor of philosophy phd can be uh doctors in philosophy so that's what PhD stands for, but in uh, people that don't have one or people that think it doesn't matter if you're not in academia or you're going to teach the universities is piled high deeper. So we can be talking about natural explanations based on the psychological and social effects of words, but it really is subjective because your questions, what is an object, what is an identity, metaphysics is what... Uh, we share in the group. I'm trying to do my best to uh, appropriate for our older seniors, but it appropriates subject matter and basically how we're going to resolve the fact that anything after physics that's known is metaphysics. But philosophically, you know, everyone has uh, an opinion, and opinion uh, not, is not necessarily allowed as a, the law of the universe. 
but getting very deep. I would think that we're, even though we're all three metaphysicians, we're also philosophers. We're not no, known like Aristotle, but we are metaphysicians. So everybody remember, everything that came about Aristotle after his physics was metaphysics. So that, keep that in mind when you're speaking, because even about the soul, it's still your own opinion or your own understanding or your own philosophy. But each person is entitled to their own soul and in what is the soul, right? And hopefully we're going to have this where we can come back together and talk as a club, ACO club. For That was Ascension Center organization, and it became Allied Command organization as well. And uh, I guess, Tommy, you want to go more spiritual and more soul philosophical and Ken, because of where he's going to speak, has to go more uh, UFO. UFOs yeah. and Ascension, I guess. So the Living Expo, but it actually does say UFOs and Ascension. But I want to help Ken because you invited him. And Ken and me and Tommy talked, have talked seven years about this. But we're trying to blend in new people into our ACO club. So back to you guys but remember we're trying to it's not easy what we're creating we're trying to create where we can talk to each other without intimidating each other and still uh we say namaste right because uh, the god in me honors the god in you or my highest self each of you i want to honor you know we may agree or tend not to agree so our philosophies in life may not be the same, but folks, if you'd like to join us in the future, the call-in number is 347-945-7207. Philosophy, soul theory, metaphysicians, all of that, we're trying to bring all this together and help Ken get to New Living Expo to also invite people to our ACO, which is an ACO club, ACO social club, Allied Command Organization, and how we're going to do this at, uh, well, just forming ourselves to get organized in 2019 together. And uh, Tommy's been invited. I've had done two conferences. I did one in 16 and one in 18. But uh, New Living Expo, just let me tell you, it's their 18th New Living Expo where Ken will be speaking and uh, I'm real excited for him because, uh, Ken, have you ever taught in the 18 years at this New Living Expo? Um, where, whereabouts is that located? Is that in uh, California? In, in California, or... San Mateo. It's uh, New Living uh, yes, Expo I... office is Novato. It's, um, it's the name of it is New years. Living. New Living. Oh, you've done one no, before. I, I think I have. <laughs> I hate to say that, but... Um, thanks to that auto accident where someone reading, doing their texting while they're driving that rear-ended us, and I got uh, a little bit oh. of frontal lobe damage, and it makes it a little difficult for me to recall things. But, um, yeah, I was, I'm was i pretty sure I was at uh, New Living Expo, and I was one of the speakers there. Okay. In fact, they were coming up, uh, another two of them coming up later this year. Not, not there at that the name of that one, but uh, I've got my wife. She's fixing up my calendar so I can... I don't have to remember. I can just look at the pages and, oh, yeah, I've got to be there. This one coming up on the 26th and 27th is just basically almost, not quite, not even two weeks, a week and a half away. So that's coming up very soon. That's the one we're talking right. about, New Living Expo. Yep. Got it. So I'm going to Okay, that's a new sure that awareness and creative. 
It says living mm-hmm. for body and soul. So you will be talking about uh, what you've discovered, and uh, the soul does come into play here. The New Living Expo, special events, going to be thousands of people there. It's their 18th year. So everybody, please up, look up Ken R. Johnston Sr., and we're going to be having him in our group, ACO Club, and the AlliedCommand.org, and helping him with the ACO Association and the UFO Association so we can bring out more information that he'll be sharing and uh, writing new books and things like that and uh, updating and keeping you involved. And, and Tommy has written some books and done uh, various conferences throughout the years, and he's on the Big Island and they've just had a big earthquake there. So, But we are discussing Soul Memories of Humanity, the ACO Club Metaphysicians, which the three of us have decided to work together for spirit, soul, beliefs, our cosmos, consciousness. And we've got to keep UFOs in this because people are switching over to, uh, well, like Dr. Stephen Greer doesn't really want to call them unidentified anymore because they feel like they're extraterrestrial vehicles. So he calls them ETVs now. Now, the government has UAPs, which is Unidentified Aerial Apparatus, or Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, UAP, and we have a UAP school. But it's going to depend on who you talk to and what kind of acronyms and what kind of words they're going to be using. But today we want to talk about that not everyone on Earth has memories of past lives, nor some of them have good containers and their containers give out on them that you're being your physical for whatever reason so uh ken you're you've said yeah. that uh you have all these books on these uh pictures that you had taken at nasa and you think that's the main reason you're not going to be talking so much about ascension and soul but more about uh space and those pictures at the new living expo isn't that right they right. want you to talk about uh, True. I'd, I'd like pictures. to add in one thing, right? Yeah, let me add one thing uh-huh. in, and that is um, having to do with um, our out-of-body experiences. And um, so many of them, people that I have met and talked with, they've had a an experience at a point in their life where the question is, are they the same? Um, I'll use the term spirit, the same now being occupying this human Earth body that they were originally born with. Now, in my particular case. Um, I know that because uh, when they, <clears throat> they had to operate on and, and remove a cyst that I was born with over my left eye and uh, in the hospital, I, they didn't use um, they used chloroform. Uh, they used uh, another another chemical to put you in a state where they could operate here. Well, I, I, my heart stopped beating and I wasn't even breathing or anything. The doctors did everything they could to try to restore me for uh, about 40, 47 seconds is what I was told. And I was totally different than uh, my two older brothers. So I think um, I, I'm pretty safe in saying that I probably would step in to have the opportunity to salvage and save this little body. And now I've been using it for 77 years, and all kinds of experiences have come my way that I've had to participate in. Now, your question to me was uh, uh, discussing the, the pictures and stuff. Whenever I, I tell people that um, when I left the Marine Corps, and went to work at the Johnson Space Center. Um, I had the choices of about 10 different major corporations that were uh, involved in the the, uh, the moon program, the, the Apollo program, that were making offers. I had probably four of the best offers, making almost 10 times as much as I was making when I was in the service in the Marine Corps. 
but I chose to work for the Grumman Corporation that built the lunar module. And uh, uh, with that, uh, I tested the uh, lunar module in the vacuum chambers, being sure it all works good, and helped train the regular NASA astronauts. Uh, had a, there were four of us that did that. And, and then once we landed on the moon with Apollo 11, Grumman laid off 36,000 employees nationwide. And so I, I was on vacation during the mission. I came home, came into work the next morning. I said, well, what are we going to do? And he says, I don't know how to tell you this, but you lost your job while you were on vacation. And so they, they paid me two weeks uh, vacation. They paid me two weeks uh, severance pay, and they allowed me to go around to other companies that were hiring. And I got uh, hired by um, um, over at the Lunar Receiving Laboratory and where I became the director of the data and photo control department. Now, in that, I meant that my responsibility was to see that scientists from around the world got their sample of lunar material brought back from Apollo 11, 12, 14, 15, 16, and 17. Um, and, and the pictures that were taken um, during the mission on the lunar surface and all that. So I, in my office, uh, I had three people working for me. And, in fact, as sad as it can be, as one of my number one uh, employees didn't make it in one morning, we found out that she was... She was hit head-on by a truck, and uh, she died. So there's, I don't know where the, how that fits in with what I'm talking about, but there's tragedies that happen everywhere. In this case, I had uh, five complete sets of all of the 8x10 prints, also copies of the 16-millimeter um, film that was taken, as well as the, the uh, pictures taken in Mission Control in filing cabinets. I had a row of like 14 big filing cabinets that I kept folders of every, you see, NASA's pictures all have a code at the top of them that lets you know what mission it is and what uh, sequence uh, it was taken and then what the particular picture numbers are. And, and if you see pictures, people are saying, oh, this was from there, and you see this picture. And if you don't have the numbers on it, tell them to just go pound sand in a rat hole because you've got to have proof. And so every time one of these scientists would uh, request a, they're getting a, a lunar sample, they would ask for pictures of it. Uh, as taken on the lunar surface and also are from orbit, that general area that the, the samples came from. And I had to have them available immediately because whenever they would come in from foreign countries to, to pick up samples for their analysis, uh, they didn't want to wait you know, uh, long to get the samples and the pictures and things they needed. So I had those five sets. And then after we finished up with Apollo 14, my uh, director in the BRN, Brown North Corporation, came in and says, uh, Okay, need to get rid of all the pictures, all but one set. And I go, well, well wait a minute, let's um, donate them to some of the universities that have a science and uh, ast astronomy programs. He said, no, no, can't do that. You got to get rid of all but one set. And I argued with him for probably 15, 20 minutes. Probably could have gotten fired. He finally made the statement that I took as the tacit approval. And he says, I don't care what you do, just get rid of all but one set. And that was my approval, and I did exactly that. And I'm talking about hundreds of 8 by 10 pictures, as well as slides, et cetera. I set aside. I dumped the rest of them, in, uh, all except for one set, into the Dempsey dumpsters. And later, there was a, a lady that came forward that she had found some of the pictures in the dumpster and had saved them herself. So it's a little proof of what took place there. In my case, I, uh, working late and all, I threw a whole set inside of a, dumpster, uh, a duffel bags and things and put them in and I disposed of them just like I was told and it got rid of them all and I kept them for a decade and then I wound up um, 
uh, after I left NASA in 1980, was up in uh, as a flight instructor at Boeing up in Seattle. And a gentleman by the name of Richard C. Hogan was putting on a conference in Seattle, <clears throat> and I was invited to come. And I gave him an invitation to come to my house and see the archive, the records I had. And the next morning, he showed up with four other people, and they started just absolutely going, I call it wacko, because they were looking at first-generation prints off of the, of the actual negatives. And that's where they were able to see some of the alien bases and uh, ancient uh, ruins and things on the lunar surface, as well as uh, vehicles or things that uh, followed them, <clears throat> followed some of the flights to um, to the moon and back. So that's that's the picture story. And uh, to protect myself, I um, went to the National Press Club with Mr. Hoagland, and we presented the information to uh, scientists and press people from all around the world, and came forward to let them know that uh, I had those pictures, and I had made a donated uh, copy of them at the university where I had gotten some of my degrees, and then. Also to the um, Roswell at the uh, UFO Research Center. So they all got uh, electronic copies of my whole archive. And that's the only thing that has kept me alive is the fact is it wouldn't do any good to get rid of me because, after all, I've already published all the information um, out to the world. And people can go to Roswell or um, if you go to the Internet and you, you go to, the, to NASA and you go and you ask for a particular picture and stuff, be prepared that the picture you get is five, six, seven, and eight generations and or has been uh, has been doctored so that the things that were visible on, on the archive and set that I have, you wouldn't be able to tell and see what was there. So that kind of gives you a little background of where I wound up with it. Now I'm, I made those uh, public to the world, and um, like I said, that's my only protection effect is that the information is out there. I have not tried to keep any secrets from anybody. Just let it be out there and let it be known. Is that enough Well, I think that's part. Yes, sir. Now, from 69 to 72, I was down there with Ken at the NASA right. area in Houston and Johnston, uh, which was at Johnson Space Center. <laughs> Sounds funny, Johnston and Johnson. It wasn't when, I, when we first went there. It was, it was the MSC, Manned Spacecraft Center, when I first went to work there in 19, what was it, 66. And then it, and whenever Kennedy... Uh, was assassinated, uh, President Johnson <laughs> changed the name over to the Johnson, JSC, Johnson Space Center. Yeah, Kennedy was killed in November 63, but uh, President Lyndon Baines Johnston and one of my You're uh, right. cousins married one of his daughters, uh, Nugent, that's in my family, but he married uh, one of the daughters. I've been out there to the ranch before, but uh, anyway, Ken, uh, from 69 to 72, during the moon landings, uh, he was employed as a principal contractor for NASA, and he managed the Lunar Receiving Laboratory where moon rocks were stored, and he cataloged no, and distributed them, yeah. didn't you? I did not manage the Lunar this. Receiving Laboratory. I know, but within the Lunar Receiving Laboratory was the Data and Photo Control Department, which was my responsibility. Okay, data, uh, handled photos, yeah. film, and other media. Okay. It says important duties were part of uh, managing the data and photo control department, package and ship right. lunar samples to science labs with photographs documenting their exact location and orientation on the moon. Now, I'm getting this off of New Living Expo where you're going to be speaking. Now, they say okay. after 47 years, Ken has made his entire personal archive available uh, on on 
view for the public and researchers to explore and have access to this high-definition digital copies, first-generation pictures. And he says that now that the truth is out, he feels much safer. So he's also donated copies of his entire archive to the Roswell International UFO Museum. And Ken's book, Regression of a Whistleblower, is what he shares with what happened to him when he was regressed in therapy session with psychologist Dr. Sasha Lesson. Now, that's Dr. Alexander Philip Lesson, Ph.D. from UCLA, and he taught at the University of Hawaii and helped a lot of veterans. And he has a Ph.D., which we discussed earlier, in anthropology, but he has a master's in psychology and is probably best known from the Esalen Institute in California and working with Dr. Charles Muir, or Charles Muir, some people say don't use doctor, but I know we can use Ph.D. on Dr. Lesson and uh, with the intention of helping people such as Ken remember his extraordinary past and his paranormal experiences. So everybody, please go and look up Living Expo, April 26th to the 28th. I was fortunate enough to be with Dr. – well, we call him Dr. Ken, but if we're, we're just calling him Ken, Ken Johnston Sr. And we now have had him take on Fleet Commander for all of our subjects in our group, Alien Contact Organization, Allied Command, and, uh, you know, he can discuss soul as a minister with our universal life. Tommy and I, now back into with Tommy, you and Tommy, and they've got you with the animal spirit medicine, Ken, as well. Ken Johnson speaks yeah. at the New Living Expo. So yeah. let's Let me get add back something on the soul stuff. Just of course, I'll, I'll I'm on mute, and then y'all could. Yep. Okay. <laughs> no, no, say my. Um, if people are looking for the book and expecting to get the information on the pictures and everything, if they need to, my first book published, which is Ken's Moon, it's an autobiography in which I, I have the documents and records of proving who, where, what, and how, how I was, and, and a lot of the pictures that show uh, the, the uh, ancient ruins as well as alien bases currently on the lunar surface. So if you're wanting to look at the pictures, then you have to go for the book called Ken's Moon, Autobiography. If you want to get into the metaphysical side of it, then you're going to get to the, uh, the one that he just told you this memory wipe problem is a difficult. Um, the uh, what the, regression of a whistleblower. There you go, the regression of a whistleblower. Thank you very much. No, it's it's tough, and I'm working on getting the memory back, working where I can I can go as fast talking as you folks do, instead of having to hold back a little bit. All right, now I'll, I'll shut up and we can get back here with Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Uh, now he has a book. The book's based on events, his journey of self-awareness. It was a difficult and emotional road to travel, loaded with more subtle mysteries of one's life, some of which he could only describe as a surprise. But, Tommy, uh, going back to you, and we'll go back and forth on the soul memories of humanity. Tommy, why don't you share a little bit with uh, just your real reality, because you've had some interesting soul memory and you and Ken can maybe tell people, you know, I've had past lives, and and I want to get into our levels of how we talk about them. And so we were left off before, I believe, Tommy, where we at soul, and you were asking about spirit and what does spirit mean to Ken. And so I separate spirit like chapters of my soul that I come down here. But I do believe in the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But that was a way to keep the number four out, the goddess. And they had women, they were worshiping goddesses. But we can go over time and religion and politics. But it's not so much fun as talking about soul and spirit. But uh, 
you know, we need to get into it, Tommy. Separate metaphysicians and metaphysics after the philosophy of Aristotle. And Tommy and I talk about Atlantis, too. So I don't know, Ken, if you've got a past life. But let me let Tommy talk a minute. Tommy, about your soul and spirit and how you see it, because you're asking him. And then, you, uh, Ken, then you can talk about it again, because I'd like us to all be able to say we've had past lives. Now, I'm going to go back on mute, folks. Tommy and then Ken on soul and all right, for me, it started, I guess, roughly when I was six years old. The UFO thing started in my life. Everything started. I became aware, and the awareness was like out of, I didn't know where it came from. But I was in a hospital at six years old with my brother. We both having our tonsils taken out. And a ship came right up to the window, and it was trying to abduct my brother. And I ran over to the window, and I put my hands on the window, and a ship shot right back out into space. At that time, I suddenly knew multiple things. Uh, because I always felt close to Jesus. I didn't know why. I always had all these different things in my reality at that time. But then this deity came to work with me for for five years. At the age 12, my mother says, all that stuff's not real. So I almost pulled away from it. But at 14, I pulled away from the church because I asked the minister, I said, what is God? What's God look like? Well, what's God do? What's it look like in heaven? And I said, you can't answer one of those questions. This isn't a path for me. So then I searched out 14 paths. And then I went into multiple religions, which all had zero proof of God. So I, I kept my search going. But all along that path, I was starting to deal with UFOs and everything. So in the interim, I met my first, my second wife, and she was in a path called Ekankar. And she didn't want to take me because I was in hypnosis, and she was afraid that it didn't go along with the religion. So I said, ask the, the, the teacher if I can come. So I went. And, and this is the beginning of my greatest experience because it opened up what I, I needed opened up. I was in a room with 13 people, and we sat around, and they were all talking about uh, different experiences and everything. And they said, okay, we're going to do a spiritual exercise. I almost started cracking up right there. I said, what's a spiritual exercise? Jumping up and down and saying, thank you, God. Uh, so they all said, okay, close your eyes. And they all started chanting a sound. And I'm looking at everybody. My eyes are still open. And they're all chanting. And I said, this is funny. And I had to bite my tongue so I didn't laugh too loud. But all of a sudden, my tongue was so sore from biting it so hard, I had to stop biting my tongue. So I said, what the heck? I closed my eyes and I just started going, you. Oh. I was doing that. Well, Ohm, Ohm's for one path. U is for Ekankar. It's H-U. They call that the name of God. But I started doing that. All of a sudden, somebody was in back of me pushing down on my head really hard. And I'm trying to push my head back up. And it's getting harder and harder. And it's like, just do it yourself. Push on your head really hard. And then you take your hands away real fast. You come flying up. After that, I was standing in front of my body. And I looked around. I saw all 13 people there. And they were all chanting and, and doing what they were doing. And, and I'm looking at my body, looking at myself sitting in the chair. And I said, wow. And I look up, and the ceiling opened up. And this giant ball of light came. And I grabbed it. I saw the next 10 years of my life. Uh, it was incredible because it was my first real direct experience. I was a witch when I was 16. I learned how to use almost, uh, there's 32 psychic abilities. I learned 31 of them. There was one I really wanted to learn that I couldn't, but I learned all about them, how to use them, 
and realized I could never use them again. But in the interim, I, I became empathic for two years. And that's scary because if you could actually read and see other people's feelings and emotions, it'll blow you away because there's very few people talking about anything good in their mind. So I begged God, the Spirit, to take it away, and I finally got rid of it about two years later. But my path started as I started getting out of my body, uh, the astral plane and dealing with the astral body and all that. Uh, it's I amazing. for a while. It's amazing how many things you've just talked about that uh, I've had very similar, and I'll, I'll read them off here very quickly or mention them. I'm trying to take notes as you go so I don't lose my memory. Um, cool. It, it, with regards to you, I think you said like at six years old, you had your first uh, out of body experience. Uh, in my right. case, uh, I was six years old and I was uh, had tonsillitis, and the doctor performed um, uh, tonsillectomy on me. And uh, my mother took me in. The doctor said he was the same doctor that had operated on me to remove the cyst over my left eye, in which uh, my heart stopped beating and I was I was classified as dead for over uh, 49 seconds. And um, they used to use a thing they call a pull machine to come because I'd swallowed my tongue and I turned blue and the whole bit. Um, and and that that was kind of the first out-of-body experience. And then one of the things that as I got older, uh, I actually practiced uh, remote viewing and uh, being able to, to rise above and look down at my body there and then transport, transport my entity, if you will, to whatever um, location and place that we, as a group, we're looking to try to uh, zero in on events and things happening other places, not only just on the planet Earth, but in other locations. So um, we've had similar experiences, I would think, with out-of-body experiences. And um, I'm wondering if many people who um, are experiencing things like this have probably had this, the same type of experience that you and I have. That's, that's very, very interesting to me. So keep going. Well, I'm sure we, we may have touched touched spirits at one point or not. See, that that became – I was involved in that religion for 20 years. So I – and they give you initiations to the realms that you can go to, and that's what initiation you get. Uh, certain things pull me out of it. I don't want to go into that because it did help me take the giant step in my life. But through that, I experienced so many things. Then I started seeing all my past lives uh, – in detail, and out of all my lifetimes, I could only say there's three important lifetimes. Not that everyone didn't help me take a step and things like that. I was a, every kind of religion, path, leader, this, that, in religions and things. But I, I don't want to say certain things, but uh, I can say it uh, as far as I always was protected in all my lifetimes. I'm protected now from any alien race. I'm protected from a lot of things. Uh, I'm affiliated to a certain race, which I actually was before I came to this physical world. And this guy, Corey Goody, you know who that is, right? Of course. Well, he's talking about the blue race. I, I told him I'll debate him anytime. He's here in Hawaii right now uh, with uh, Eisenhower, with Joan Ocean. And she, she lied to me, so I don't even want to be friends with her no more. Because I said, do you need a speaker? And she goes, oh, we don't have no room. And then I see she puts a bunch of names on there, and I, I just said, okay, just tell me you didn't want me, period. But uh, she lied to me. She did a lot of bad things. So I disowned her, but I told Corey Good, I said, you want to talk about the Blue Race? Please, I'll directly talk to you if you want, if you think you know about them. But I, I, I've been dealing with so many different things at the same time. Six of my best friends have been missing, disappeared, or killed. So uh, 
I deal with people that talk about truth. I don't like to deal with liars, and I told TJ that I can't deal with people that come on with stories that have no proof, no meaning, and definitely no beneficial help to the world. Uh, what I say, I agree with that. Gonna, yeah, I agree with you. If it's going to help mankind, they need to hear it. But telling that the reptilians want to come down here for dinner, I mean, that's not going to help nobody. Uh, preparing for it and everything else, I mean, we got to prepare for being human. I said, if you first learn what soul is and, and being human means, we could take a giant step. If the world worked together, we would be going through the universes. We'd be having all kinds of incredible things going on on the planet. And what do we got now? Murder, rape, abuse, kill, children, killing children. It's horrible. Right. right. So yeah. we Two need, moms. like you said, but here's, here's a little way I look at ascension. It's just my viewpoint. Uh, TJ talks about ascension. She, she was dealing with that word many years ago. Uh, to me, only one person I know all through my past lives went through ascension, and that was Jesus. But I studied with a medicine woman who actually teaches the emerald tablets, exercises, its techniques to work with. She went into an Aborigine tribe inside the pyramid, and there's a certain exercise you do to go through ascension. And it's what helps you prepare and go through it. I mean, if you do the exercise and everything, not everybody's going to go through it. But there's a way to go through the pyramid, to go out the other side, to learn psychic abilities and everything which Jesus did. So uh, to me, ascending is what I keep telling TJ. is that when you ascend into the higher realm or the next realm, you're moving from here to there. Ascension, you're assuming, you, you ascend. Ascension means you're growing spiritually. And it's pretty hard to grow spiritually in the physical reality. I mean, I listen to what people say. I mean, only the, mo- the three most spiritual people quote, quoted as being the most spiritual people do not talk about God, and they do not talk about spiritual truth. So I said, the laws of this planet are critical. If we can't live by our own laws here in this dimension, how could we go to another dimension where, the re- where those get even ten times harder? But I'll leave it there, and I'll go back to you. Well, no, I, I agree with you on that as far as uh, how difficult it is for people to uh, to actually see in the future and see where they're supposed to be. Uh, that's where the uh, the earth to me and this lifespan and this physical body that I'm in now is all part of a training experience. And um, I've been involved in, in in regression with Dr. Lesson and and others and, and my my past experiences with hypnotic regression, self-hypnosis, etc., that has helped me uh, gain better understanding as to what my purpose is here, what I've been doing, as well as making contact with um, uh, extraterrestrials in, in uh, other locations. So we're we're at a, a at a tipping point, as I'll call it, um, here on Earth, and that is in preparation for full and total disclosure. And um, it's it's I've been saying that for over two years, and that's amazing how many people um, that have large followings are all using the term full disclosure. And what's the experience that we're going to go through? How's it going to be made public, et cetera? So um, I think we are living in very very interesting times, and hopefully our past experiences that we've had, and our hope you got to open your mind to be able to to be able to take in the information. <clears throat> Forgive me. Too much um, short air up here at this altitude. <coughs> we're almost a mile high here where I live. Anyway, right. um, we're making we're making progress, and and this is all. Um, I heard David um, Wilcox 
saying he's expecting in September that there's going to be not a cataclysmic event, but a a, a world-recognized event of the existence of extraterrestrials and making contact with the Earth. So we we are living in – I love the elegy. You, you are living in very interesting times, and I think we're all a part of it. And what we're doing now is part of that disclosure, and uh, hopefully we got it right this time. And I, I'm hoping well, see, here's, my experience is. Here's something, something really scary about that. All right. Planet Earth has been visited by so many different alien races. Even TJ's husband said he worked with 37 alien races. Bob Dean said he worked with 37 alien races in the Army as well. Now, I said, can you name 37 alien races? I know a friend of mine who wrote, a, wrote two books, and she worked with 147 alien races and wrote them down, described them and everything. But in the interim, they're all different, and they all have different agendas. I mean, as many alien races, especially the reptilians. Uh, the, yep. Now, I, did you say you work with the draconians, or was that uh, – no, that was uh, the other person. Well, someone else Sorry. talked to you about it, but I'm very well aware of it, so go ahead. But uh, the draconians are, are different. They're all different. But here's the thing. Now, and that's why I said they're all – and I, you have to accept this. It's just my viewpoint. They're all under the control of Lucifer. Lucifer wants to keep everybody in these lower realms. Because when you go outside of that, you'll see what God created. And it has nothing to do with anything we perceive or touch or experience here. It's beyond all that, and it's a thousand times more incredible. And until you can experience that, do you realize? Because, I mean, you go to the airplane, oh, it's beautiful. I can fly. I can do this. I don't have to eat. I can... Yeah, it's okay. But it's like how far are you willing to go? And each step you take makes it harder to go from that step to the next one. If you go to that space. So on planet Earth, you're in hell. It's easy to take as many steps as you can because you want to get further and further away from it. And it makes it that much easier to attain a higher spiritual awareness if that's what you choose to find. So for me, searching out gods and deities and all that, I work with four deities directly. And what they train me has nothing to do with the physical or astral plane, change and traveling and all those things. It's just a game. It's like playing... Like uh, a game of chess, a game of Monopoly, but it's still kind of like the Matrix, playing in this game that you're in, which most people are in, and they don't see beyond it or can go beyond it. So uh, in my experiences of death – I'm sorry. What was the question? uh, What would you state about death? Say it again. I was just saying in my my experiences of death, uh, one, I really (laughs) wanted to leave the planet – and they, what they showed me was 10 times more incredible than what, what I already knew. So, but for me, what was the most important thing ever to come to this planet? What race but anything important to planet Earth? And I, I would debate I, uh, Saucer on uh, the Enochs and all that, as far as Enoch being Jesus and all that concept of uh, who they were, what they were, creating us. We were human. There were seven races. Well, really, there was nine brought to this planet. Five of them left, only four of them stayed, and they're the races that are still here. So when he says, when they believe that the Anunnaki created us, no, they created our thinking to make it the way they wanted us to think. But the whole story about gold is the biggest lie all through history. Anunnaki never needed gold. They didn't need to come here to mine gold. Uh, the same as we can make gold right now. And if we can make it right now, then the alien races could have made it 10,000 years ago. 
But then again, if they needed gold, they would just go to a, a, a temple and take all their gold because they had piles of it everywhere. So the idea of them coming here for gold is, is so ridiculous. Uh, their planet needs the, the gold to serene, surround the planet. Now, they're intelligent. They're thousands of years beyond us. They don't need well, our that technology. Was that was written on our planet. That's history now. That's our clay tablets. Of gold. So that was written. Well, Whoever know, wrote it, that's their story. You know, they well, wrote it on the planet, story. whether we believe it or not. Well, well, one of the things that I like the most brain. in all that, uh, TJ, is that uh, the evidence and information material is written down in the hieroglyphs, of the, the ancient writings of the ancient Sumerians, etc. And in, and so you're not dealing just with one person's opinion, but dealing with That's documents, true. and it's a matter of interpretation. Now, I'm, I'm as I mentioned with all the records that I kept over the space program, if I had not kept them, then I would just be blowing smoke, and people could just rip me apart and, and say, you know, you don't know what you take. And, and that's what I that's have a slight true. problem with, with people that come out and they say, well, this is that and this is that. And, and okay, my answer is, okay, where's your proof? Give me information. I'll be happy to do the research and check it out myself. So that's, well, we've made you an allied command that. officer, Ken, in our group yes, for ma'am. the Supreme Allied Command. But I can't prove the Supreme Allied Command exists. So that's why I wanted to go into <laughs> starting with Michio Kaku tonight on the level zero, which Ken, uh, excuse me, Tommy brought up, because we can be more beneficial discussing where we're going in the future with each other than debating what is or is not in the history of humankind. So I'm very much about being courageous and not fearful with my new company, American Communications Online, bringing forth Ascension Disclosure based on extraterrestrial educational intelligence, if we believe we can do that and write it now, then maybe ours will be equal because it may not be on Farclay tablets. But I do know that here in technology land, where it's going to be all uh, crushed, they call it flattened, when I've spent 12, 15 years writing on blogs on the Internet, and it's going to be flattened into nothing. But they say they're going to keep it in the mountains, for future beings that come to the planet are all the various <laughs> extraterrestrials. So what we're doing tonight is making a live archive of what, and I happen to know because of the extraterrestrials I work with that are real on the planet. They've worked with our military. I've been in the Navy. I've worked with tall whites, and I worked with my husband, and I worked underground, and I also know that they were working on uh, time and space, and I worked with Stuart Anderson, and he promoted me as far as reincarnation and my past lives and, you know, how I felt about ascension. And it was extraterrestrials that gave me ascension. And they still work with me. They brought me things in, in reality that it looks like magic. And I'm trying to figure out a way to speak to people about things that maybe they haven't experienced. And it's not easy, especially with people all around me dying you know, and there's yeah. been people, my mother, my husband <clears throat> gave up his life. Paul Rosenberg, my producer in California, gave up his life. And we've had a lot of people in my company or in my group or my association or my social club, depending on who you talk to, that are gone now. And they were part of my ACO, my Ascension Center organization. Yeah. So I'm going to keep promoting Ascension. Today. What's yeah. that? I was going to say that uh, Andrew Bishago and I were talking today, and he's talking about the people that uh, um, uh, that have been able to support his past experiences as well as theirs, um, they're dying off very rapidly. And the same problem that 
that I'm having. Very few of the astronauts that I worked, uh, you know, hand in glove with and spacesuit with spacesuit with, uh, are no longer with us. Um, so it, it's the, it's time now that, that, that the full disclosure is going to be taking place, and it's a matter of us being prepared to recognize the truth from just uh, talk. Well, hmm. tell and us you how Andrew is doing, because oh. Andrew had his eyes worked on. <laughs> And yes. let everybody know how Andrew is doing since you talked to him, because we have a large following of Andrew's people in our Allied Command organization, our Ascension Center, and right. I email him at least regularly, uh, weekly, yeah. and some of the emails you've been in with him. So how is he doing? Well, I talked with him about uh, three hours ago, as a matter of fact. He um, Now, very quickly, you know, I also uh, – I was born with you know, 2010, 2015 vision. I mean, I could see the Hawks trying to look at the earth from where they were. But then uh, due to the uh, uh, military and, and problems and things like that, I, my vision got down so bad I was wearing trifocals. And then I had the operation where they went in and removed the, the, uh, the biological lenses that I had and put in synthetic lenses, and then I'm back up to 2010, 2015 again, which is actually now with Andy. Uh, Andy has his – and, of course, now you're talking about almost 20 years of, of more technology improvement over what I had done. They, they've done the operation on both of his eyes. He had reached the point where he couldn't even drive a vehicle because of his vision was so far gone. And now they've re- removed and replaced lenses. They're, they're now cleaning up the uh, uh, cataract um, operations. Both, both eyes have been fixed. He's now in the recovery stage, and he full expect, according to the doctor, says he's right on schedule that by September he should be almost fully healed and ready to go. So we're... Um, I'm happy for him. Uh, his experience is very interesting that um, um, the hypnotic regression experiences that I had are, are coming in and about the same things that I hadn't even heard from uh, from uh, uh, Andy Bishago. And now we're finding out that he and I both were, were involved. He, he only has one experience where he, he actually was involved with me, having to do on Mars, but this past regression and experience that we had. So um, I think we're going to be hearing more and from not just myself but and, and or Andy, but then other peoples who are now, their minds are opening up and bringing us their experiences and hopefully uh, with documented proof that we can show that we were there and that this actually took place. I'm, I'm happy for him that he's making improvements process. Well, we've discussed this time travel reel, and now we've got uh, Professor Mallet, M-A-L-L-E-T-T, people, if you'd like to look it up, on wormhole travel, so stay up on your plasma, stay up on your quantum mechanics, and also your points of origin and how we share the points in quantum mechanics with how they uh, spin and how we can spin past, present, and future, because time, as you know it, or as we know it, on the planet spinning around, we used a sundial in the beginning of how the how this planet spun around the sun, okay? That's how dumb we are. But we use that. So that's sort of how we've set and reset calendars, okay, based on the sun. Of course, now we have an atomic clock, and we go all go on the same time based on the technology and uh, what we say is the time on the planet. However, none of those dates were accurate before Christ or after Christ. How did we say it? Domino... Uh, do you remember, Ken? It used to be we had to know Latin 
Uh, um, no, uh, I'm sorry, I don't. Something before Christo, but I, I'm, I've forgotten all my Latin. Oh, my God, it's because we don't use it anymore. So that's <laughs> the point, folks. When we stop using our, our words in relating to each other, then it's just lost. But uh, we can talk about uh, all the things that have happened to us in this reality. And Andrew is in our group of the reincarnationists, uh, like Tommy calls it, reincarnationists, because he believes he had past life souls with Abraham Lincoln, whether you want to believe it or not. Uh, Phil, uh, David Wilcock believes he might have been Edgar Casey, whether you want to believe it or not. It's up to you. Or not, but you know whether we believe these people or not. Like Tommy says, he was a past lifer with Jesus, whether you believe him or not. He was a, a woman, but I remember in a past life pyramid being a, a, a. It's in my book called Enchanted Development. I can't remember his name, the person that I was, but I do remember going through the pyramid and I was floating and I floated up onto a big cold slab, but I could feel it. So I'm like, well, I'm alive or dead. I was in some kind of stasis. But when I reached that cold slab, something very magical happened, and a big black bird came over me, and I I changed. So apparently I came alive, and they suited me, and I went into this big room under the palm of the uh, Sphinx. Of course, uh, how would I know that? But I was underneath where it was, and I could see. I was like all-seeing eye kind of experience, but I I was huge, and uh, I know that they called me Thuth. So. I believe just like everybody can be some uh, – it's like a mirror that was broken and spread all over the world. Different shards of DNA or memories can be spread out throughout our cosmos and the universe because these memories, where do they come from? Are we really experiencing them? Is Tommy really telling the truth? He thinks he is about being in a past life, but to other people, they'll block him up. Put him in a in a middle ward because that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. <laughs> it's not logical. You know, it's not in this. Uh, it doesn't fit their logic. Process. It does not fit their logic. Yeah, that's right. True. So we're trying to support each other in our belief systems, but that's all they are because we can't prove it. Tommy, Tommy, can well, you prove that you're a woman when Jesus lived? I, I except I yourself. I proved a lot of things. Well, well, I'm, let me see. I proved a lot of things. I proved things to my doctors as well. I had an operation. I left my body. I told the doctor every single thing that happened, the whole operation. Uh, he, he was one of the top surgeons in New York City working at Lenox, Lenox Hill. Uh, and after I told him, he was blown away. He came back. He came up into my room to talk to me for a couple hours. Uh, when you die and things, all those things can be proved. If a person's aware of what they see, when you go into a past life, just pull up a newspaper that was written by somebody or a book or even a date and an address. There's many children coming out uh, now. They didn't have those totally when I was around, Tommy. As no, they didn't have they much of thing here. You've got to go back a lot further than that. <laughs> well, We're talking thousands to, uh, and thousands of years ago, right? right. They didn't have Absolutely newspapers right. when Jesus was around. Well, they had so documents when Jesus was alive. That's 2,000 years ago. It was Most of it was hearsay. No, it was carved on skin. Very few scribes. Very few there was scribes. a lot of writing. The... Jesus only had two people that could write with him. So it's not like everybody could write a story about Jesus. But there was 40 Gospels written after that uh, within 100 years. So um, Peter's, uh, Matthew, uh, Thomas's, 
uh, Mary Magdalene's manuscript came out, Judas's manuscript came out. Now, I don't know if you believe much about Billy Myers. He said he found a manuscript of Judas in a cave. I think the aliens gave that to him because I read it, and what he says is, is yeah, that partially was about me, true. TJ. <laughs> that was about me. Well, it was partially true. Yeah, yeah, true. I believe it. <laughs> that was one of my lives. You know, but I believe see, TJ, I'm one of those wait, wait, people back just, in the Nordic times. But see, that's all, all just, it is, is memories. And do, do we want to stick together well, as souls? Because this is about souls, humanity, and why do we have soul memories? Why do we the have only soul thing memories? The only thing that matters is your awareness and where you're going to go when you die. It doesn't matter what anybody else says or believes because they're not probably going to even go where you can go. Or they and might I've go further that than when you. people die, my husband and my daughter died. I mean, that was terrible for them. They, their bodies and their minds were different, and they were totally – I mean, it's terrible to be aware that you're dying <clears> – <throat> And I, I don't want that for anybody to have to have a slow death in a hospital, but it's not fun to be the one standing there living with them, with them knowing they're dying and saying goodbye. Right. It was terrible for me. I'm still, I'm still in bereavement. And, folks, I know you're probably thinking how inhumane I am even doing a radio show when my daughter just no, died less than a month ago. I said it's going to be she died on the 16th, but I was with her the 14th and the 15th. The 15th, she was happy out in the sun. We were talking about doing the ACE metaphysical group here in Gulf Breeze. It was also happy. The last thing she and I talked about, last conversation before she bled out was about what I'm doing right now, the ACE Metaphysical Institute and the ACO Club of Metaphysicians. So she was so happy You're lucky she you, and I were going to have yeah. it. Mm-hmm, go ahead. You're very you're very blessed that you have that and that you you were able to step back into it because it was extremely difficult on uh, my with my son's uh death because he was murdered and uh, it that's, oh. that's something that you you can't live with i mean you don't understand there's no understanding to it and to have survived that and and my wife fran and i we we've created a miracle just in that and i have been in contact over the past 20 something years since then um with my son and um, the fact that he was doing his best to help side. solve on the other side, he was he was always telling me that he's he's trying to solve it and and why and all the stuff took place. And finally, he 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 says, you know, Dad, it's not all that important anymore. He says, I understand that to uh, putting the person in prison or what have you that was responsible for it. He says they will they will get their rewards. He says, meanwhile, I'm moving to a higher plane. There are more things that I have to be doing right now. But he says I'll check in on you from time to time. And that's that was one of the most beautiful experiences that a loving father can have with one of their, their children is the fact that you know they're still going to be checking on us. <laughs> and uh, well, is that something we should agree to, Tommy and Ken, since we're Universal Life Ministers, is that we are spiritualists, just like the old. Uh, why we are spiritualists, you know, because right. we believe in soul and we believe in life after death and. Spiritualists like us, they've always had seances, mystics, oracles, psychics, sages, and seers, but not every believe, everybody believed in those mystics in past lives and that there can be life after death. So, uh, Tommy, you want to talk about uh, – because we are spiritualists. We can have seances, and whether you believe them or not, some people – yeah, there's people that will take your money out there and have people pu- – you know, doing stupid stuff, and well, 
my husband and I had 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 seances, but we believed in life after death. And he saw spirits that he had with the army come visit him. But not everybody does. Now we are getting to a more paranormal nope. realm in television that my daughter covered and Tommy covered, and then they asked me to help with haunted houses and paranormal. But uh, Tommy, are we going to have you know at our our uh, annual event now? I will ask Tommy. I'm trying to get you to get with Ken and us have an October 31st Halloween our annual gathering. And I would like to have a spiritual séance type of thing. You know, I don't know if people want to dress up or not, but just an annual gathering. If we could just meet each other, soul and share. Well, you know, see, but I've been. I don't know. I've been working with. Go ahead. I've been working that with, with all that since I was 14 years old. I was doing Ghostbusters okay. when I was 16 years old. I went to New York City to the Jumal Mansion, which was the most haunted house in the East Coast. Uh, Manu, uh, Madame Jumel died there. Uh, Samuel Jumel, uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Burr died there. Uh, Army people died there. It was one of the most haunted houses. And I was doing Ghostbusters there. I met with most of them. Uh, but I was dealing with that. Plus, I was dealing with the top psychic in the United States at that time. She was my best friend. And I became a witch. I used the word witch. We were doing things that nobody could do. We were getting involved with stories nobody wanted to hear, including the Rolling Stones when one of the Stones was killed. They didn't want to hear it. We said two people killed him. He was drowned in his pool. And we, we, she was. I proved every single word she said, no matter what it was, because she was channeling a Viking from the, from the Viking times who was 14, who would travel with me all the time. And she would tell me exactly what happened as when we got back, he said, oh, he, and then she returned into him and started talking. So I proved her, but that was the same time J.J. Knight came out. I don't know. Uh, there was another psychic who I, we actually brought to our house uh, who claimed he channeled Jesus. Uh, he was the first big known psychic. I can't even think of his name. Uh, Don Lepore. And he was traveling the world saying he channels Jesus and all that. We brought him to the house, and I called him a fake to his. I called him a fake at 16 years old. I said, "You do mass hypnosis on people, and they believe it." I said, "I'm a realist," because everybody at that table saw my third eye open. I was staring into the glass, and and he even saw it. He goes, "I want you to come to New York City Psychic Center and work with me." So I bet I met the biggest people in that name. Houdini was my idol, because he was searching out psychics for 10 years before he died. Couldn't find one that could prove one thing. I mean, uh, in 10 years, you think that we, we developed that much and we were that much more spiritual and more aware. Uh, I look for truth, but I know the abilities well, exist. I'm not saying they well, don't. Well, let's talk about Thursday is October 31st in 2019, and we're going to run out of time here for our Allied Command and our souls and soul memories of humanity. But our ACO Club metaphysicians, regardless of whether they believe or not, we can still get together on Halloween and talk about it. Now, Ken and I are talking about doing the Allied Command Organization and the ACO Association for Ascension Center bringing in the UFO Association, talking about bringing in those that believe in your soul, our life after death, our extraterrestrials, our ascension, raising your consciousness and raising your soul. In 2019 is Thursday, October 31st. Now, Ken's already in Albuquerque, and we're asking him to meet with Gloria Hawker, who has a senior group. We're seniors, but we could plan it, and Janet says everybody could come if they can get themselves there, but we don't know if we can 
have Ken pull it off. But Ken's willing to be the president of ACO and our fleet commander for Allied Command starting October 31st, 2019. Now in 2020, it will October 31st is on a Saturday. So I was suggesting we wait, but we may have to have one this year. Janet had uh, it on Wednesday, 2018. But we've got 2019, 2020 is a Saturday, and 2021 is Sunday. And so that's if we always meet and have October 31st as our first meeting that night, maybe have a little costume party, stay over for Friday and Saturday. But Ken's got to find a location, and we're trying to get 60 people minimum by invitation only of people that are already like us. They've already uh, taught. They've already written books. They're already speakers, and it's going to be by invitation only. But if we can't fill it with enough people that can get themselves there to Albuquerque, we're going to have to open it up to the public for a public party somewhere with 60 to 75 of us. So everybody be thinking about it. Let Ken know, Allied Command Organization, he's going to be our fleet commander. And it's also for our groups having officers. We have ACO Association, uh, Recension Center Organization. That includes Janet Carolesson. We have Ace Folk Life, which includes me, Tommy, a lot of people that do books and writing folklore, and people like the Smithsonian and people in D.C. And we have Authors Book Club. And we have a lot of bloggers and storytellers, and we have some of the book publishers that come in. And uh, we've worked with Bill M. Tracer in Memphis, Tennessee, at the Hilton Hawaiian. Hilt, I say Hilton Hawaiian Village because it's not the Hilton Hawaiian Village. That's Janet in Oahu, where I used to teach. So we've had Ascension Psychic Awakening classes, which I'm willing to teach again, and certify my tarot deck people, those that want to share in tarot. Are those that want to do seances or uh, table tapping, as we call it. But we've got all kind of lessons. Uh, but, Ken, uh, we'll have to see how you're doing after you speak in April 26th at the Living Expo. But we need to get you some ACO and Allied Command cards together so people can get back in contact with you on this radio show. So uh, That sounds like a plan. You know what I'm saying? Well, yes, I do. Tommy in, is in, in fact, the Big a- Island. Mm-hmm. Go okay. ahead. So if he's going to go anywhere, he has to get off the island almost, or bring everybody to the island. Um, no, I, I may. Here's something I'm, I'm going to share everybody with because I've been using it now for a few years, and people are grabbing a hold of it. And that sounds like, a, sounds like a plan. S L A P slap. So I'm going to try to slap this thing together, and uh, we'll have a, a heck of a good program. We're looking for at least 60 to start with, but I know for a fact that we're going to have a very large coming to this event that we're setting up. Sound like a plan? Well, yeah, if it concludes UFO Association and Ascension Center, because uh, that's what Living Expo is doing. They're covering Ascension, which includes soul, spirit, your soul memories, your past lives, your soul purpose, and also UFOs and NASA and things about extraterrestrials and UFOs, which we have our UFO Association, and so maybe... Even some of the MUFON people would like to come from the various mutual UFO network groups around Albuquerque. But putting it together is going to be our agents, consultants, and organizers. And my company is American Communications Online, and I have a whole bunch of websites and blogs for my journalists 
And if anybody wants to write about their stories, let me know or send it to TJ Mars Agency at gmail.com. I have TJ Mars Agency for my authors, and it used to be all my musicians with uh, TJ Mars Media. And I haven't had time to work with a lot of musicians, although I've had uh, the, the guy that wrote Wipeout, uh, Frankhauser, on here recently, Merle Frankhauser. And he's letting us use his music. And then we've got Dr. Rick Allen Miller, wonderful metaphysician that taught at many universities. And he was in the Pentagon. And uh, then we just had Dr. Louis Turi, and uh, he does astrology in his own way. But he's going to be going on the ship uh, in October. So I wonder if they'll be back from that ship. If uh, Hopefully they'll be back. But, uh, Ken, you're going to hopefully be the fleet commander and try to get all these associations and bloggers and agents and consultants together. Maybe even uh, Andy can come over. We don't know. Everybody will have to pay their own way for the to get right. certified as metaphysicians. But we will give you a three-year uh, certification to work with us in the ACO Club, Allied Command Organization, Ascension Center Organization, UFO Association, depending on. Uh, it'll be, what would it be? Uh, four days is 400, Ken? Is that what uh, he said? Well, we'd or did be you get to probably talk trying to, 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 you know, to make it work, it, we're right. basically going to have to do it on, on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and a Monday. And it'd be nice if we could uh, hit it on a um, holiday period where most people would have off from work. And if we can do that, I think we'll be able to have more than just the 60 minimum that we need. Okay. Well, the seniors, if we can get off Halloween on Thursday, you'd have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, wouldn't you, for that? If we could all meet uh, Halloween, maybe. That'd, just have that'd a big be party great. Just have a meet <laughs> I, I could, Halloween. Yeah, I could wear my costume. Because we're all retired. <laughs> Me and Tommy and you are retired. But uh, Tommy is a good organizer, and he knows a lot of people. But if they know it's it's for us who call themselves metaphysicians that believe yeah. in ascension and UFOs yeah. or vice versa, I intend, because we'll be starting our own club. Talk, Go ahead. No. I intend to talk with, with Tommy as well as other people that have had some of these experiences of putting together the programs as well as, you know, Janet and Karen and, and uh, oh, you name it, so that we don't have to – waste time in uh, learning how to put it together. I've, I've been involved uh, with a few of these uh, organizations, but um, this is going to be our own, and we want to be sure we, we give it the best hit that we can because we are not running out of time, but we are getting into the most ex important times of existence on this planet in this in period of time that we're in. So I'm, we've got a short period of time. I intend to push it as fast as we can, and we'll make it happen. Sound like a plan? S-L-A-P. <laughs> Don't tell me I lost you. Hello. Yeah, I just... Yeah. I, my, my, my computer was shut down for a couple of seconds. I don't know why. I didn't hear a thing. <laughs> yeah. And I don't hear TJ. She's gone, too. Oh, that's odd. The, well, they used to do that to probably, us a lot. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I've, I've been <laughs> shut down on several... Uh, conferences and speeches and places and stuff and over the that where we get into touchy subjects and then all of a sudden they they them yeah, they they shut us down so that's because they don't want the truth out there that's what we are is well, we're ministers I, of truth I used, right i used to lecture with with uh 18 for global sciences 
Every year somebody right. was killed before they got there. That's no good. Remind uh, remind me, I don't want to go to one of those. <laughs> well, he they, died, so we stopped. They stopped doing it. But uh, we had the person. He had the cure. He had the antidote for anthrax. And they arrested him at the airport, and they wouldn't let him leave. And they said he was going to bring anthrax to to place, but he had the antidote for it. He was trying to get it analyzed to see what it really wow. was. But yeah. uh, many other people on their way there were killed before they got there. I mean, we dealt mm. with some really big names. I mean, Dolores Cannon, all those kind of people coming. Uh, 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 it was a book called Saved by the Light. Dan, Danny Brinkley, did you ever hear of him? I, I've heard of it, but I, I have not read it, that's for sure. But I have heard about that. Well, I met him, and uh, I might be bringing him on my show. Uh, he's an incredible person. Uh, I, I've been dealing with lots of different people, and he works for the uh, the vets and stuff like that. And he does more for them than anybody else in the United States. He sets up centers, and he, he does uh, so many things. But he also claimed he killed 40 people for the government. Okay. Uh, well, TJ's hmm. husband said, said he killed 144 people for the government. Oh, uh, so you know it's one one upmanship. If one one's going to say one, somebody else is going to have to go higher than that, and neither one of them can prove anything, or they wouldn't be here. Really, set you up know, talk. Yeah, but the truth is, and the native saying is, talk is talk until it adds up to something. A great elder said that a long time ago, uh, because all they had. All they ever got was talk from the from the white man. They never got anything that added up to anything yep. solvable. But I, That's I, right. I I dealt with a lot of Native elders and medicine people across the United States because I danced all over the United States. But sadly, uh, I listened to their stories, the ones that talk about Bigfoot, the ones that talk about the star beings. Sadly, they never got any help. Uh, they claimed that the Sasquatch people helped them and, and the star <laughs> beings helped them. I said, you know, if you go from 50 million people down to less than 1 million, there's not much help there. Uh, so I, 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 I challenge a lot of the elders. I was with Thomas Binyaka right before he died. He was the oldest Hopi elder, and he carried the Hopi prophecy. So I got to mm-hmm. be with the coolest people that I thought. I was invited to the only holy ground in the United States of the Native people that the government cannot go on. Uh, ah, I didn't good. go. Because I was going through a divorce and everything at the time. She said, oh, you'll come back eventually. Oh. Uh, but her, she was a medicine woman. Her grandfather was the oldest Navajo man alive. And she was she had silver eyes. She took her sunglasses off. She said she was hit by lightning when she was 12 years old. That's when she became the medicine woman. Uh, but it was an incredible. When you see things that are outside the norm, it's incredible. I mean, when you hear a story and you hear and you see what they do for a living, and you see how they act. It doesn't fit the picture. Now, I walk my talk. I won't walk. I'll die in my truth. I'm not going to die in anybody else's. So uh, I'm a hardcore rebel. I lost a lot of my friends. When I was 17, I lost 20 of my best friends within wow. one year. How did that happen? Uh, mostly drugs, Just, car accident. Oh, okay. Uh, all, yep. all the normal I things. Not that. like aliens came down and took them away. Uh <clears throat> But uh, yeah, it was it was dramatic for me. My best friend yeah. uh, was going with my 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 wife's girlfriend, and she cheated on him, and he just OD'd. He shot up the next day and killed himself. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they'll have they'll have to so answer it, that it, if they cut they cut short what they were here for. Then they're going to have to answer to that in my book. Well, see, 
someday if we talk off offline, we can I can go into that because I can tell you things that very few people on this planet know, and no alien races are talking about it. I can tell you that too, uh, because people want to believe that this world, this dimension, is important. It is at one level, but it's not at many other levels. Because if people really think God cares about an ant walking on this planet. Uh, oh, yeah, it watches every single thing. Really? You think so? What do you think deities are for? What do you think the angels are for? What do you think Lucifer is for? They all have a reason. God created the perfect system. What I did want to say, Einstein said something before he died about God. He said there's two aspects of God which he perceives. One is the personal God that listens to people's prayers. And then he said what he believes is God as the God of order to create the order of what created out of reality. So uh, then that now that Miku uh, Kaku um, Miko Kaku, however, he also Michio said the Kaku. same thing. It's Michio Kaku. It's Michio Kaku. Two words. He actually said Michio Kaku. Right. He, act- yeah. he actually said it recently that he believes God's of of an order, and there would have been no order if there was no God. So he's coming from that space as well as Einstein was. So, but I can say it is a lot closer to what God is than what it isn't. I do a lot of shows on what God is and what God isn't. But uh, people need what they need to get to where they need to go. Even thinking that you have a mission. God created soul to be a, a free being, but it has to be aware of itself and its rules and regulations of what it can do. I mean, that's why souls can't go from here to the higher realms just because they want to. That's why deity right. is there. That's why God is there. I mean, it's right. a controlled system. Whether we want to accept that or not, that's a different story. And most Christians don't want to believe in reincarnation. And they want to assume they go that's to heaven true. and hang out with that's their family. True. I mean, that's... It's, it's a, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to be with hey, my family Dan, if you paid what's the name of your book oh. again? Because okay. you're going to be going to this book. Living Expo. Yeah. I got <laughs> it. Ken, uh, Ken's Moon. It's called Ken's Moon Autobiography. That's the number one that has all the documents and records and pictures and stuff on the moon, et cetera. And as well as my, my life and coming up and a, a lot of the experiences. And the other one is the... Um, Oh, the regression. Where's my other book here? The um, gummit. <laughs> ah, this is. You should have it. The the, um, the regression of a whistleblower. Does that sound like it? Just a minute. I can't. Ken Johnson. We just said it earlier. Yep. The regression. I have to look up back on Neil Living Expo, but I got to put it back on my website so we don't have to do all oh, this research. That. Regression uh, the, of a whistleblower. Here it is. I the got regression, it. The, the, the regression of a NASA of whistleblower. whistleblower. The full title is oh, The okay. Regression of the a NASA thing. Whistleblower. Yeah. The, the regression, regression of a NASA Whistleblower. Of a NASA Whistleblower. Of a NASA. Okay. They didn't even put and the whole thing in their description. It was it was published okay. in 2017. It was published in 2017. So. They got 18. There you go. Nope, but uh, now they they put, whoever wrote this for you, it's on uh, Neil Living Expo. It says Ken uh-huh. Johnston, witness to history and NASA whistleblower. They have a really nice picture of you proved su- uh, in a suit in front of a guy climbing on one of the solar or Apollo things. Really? But I know I've got really? pictures. Yeah. Uh huh. It's not not it must the picture be, of my uh, the, book. No. No. It's the uh, uh, the subtitle you've got Ken's moon. Something. Yeah. The subtitle is The Smoking Gun That Reveals the Dark Mission of NASA. That's the subtitle of Ken's Moon. 
and I'm in one of the spacesuits there, and the lunar surface is down below where they sub that that in. But the uh, the whistleblower actually has a, a little. He's, he's like an eight-inch tall little little statue that my brother, who's passed away, uh, AR gave me, and it, it's a little boy, a little Kenny, me, wearing a little kid's spacesuit, and carrying a, um, a little little space helmet, and I'm looking up into space, and that's where I became the whistleblower because I was involved in everything. So, okay, sounds I'm like a plan. I'm gonna send you what they wrote. I'm gonna send you it. what they wrote on the Living Expo. I'm gonna send you the link okay. so you can see yourself. To okay. Mars One Astronaut folks at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with Ken. Uh, Mars One Astronaut speaking at the New Living Expo, April 26th, 7th, and 8th. And I'm going to put Be sure they Ken spell out the word Johnston, spell out. Ken Johnston uh, uh, Living Expo 2019 article because I didn't write it and I don't think okay, Ken's familiar wrote. with it right now. Somebody did, but there may be some uh, geographical or some, uh, it's got Dear Ken. But here is Link while we are on the radio. Here's Link while we are on radio. Now, folks, this goes on YouTube. Ken hasn't even seen all the shows he's done with me and uh, Tommy through the years or uh, even lately. So, uh, anyway, I sent it to you. It's not a big storyline there, so... You'll get it, Ken. Ken Johnston, Mars One Astronaut at gmail.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with Tommy to speak or to share anything that you're talking and on the Big Island, he doesn't travel very far lately, but we're going to try to get him in October 2019 or uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, at least November 1st, 2nd, 3rd, depending. A lot of us don't get paid till the 3rd, Ken, so you may have to wait till November 3rd to get us seniors there. I don't know, but we'll talk about it. But for sure, 2020, we want to have us all together to uh, celebrate annually our group, uh, the ACO Club. And uh, this is American Communications Online, and that's our Allied Command organization. And we're going to be Allied <laughs> Command officers with our ACO UFO clubs, our ACO Association, and our UFO Association. And we'll be promoting blogs and articles and journalists and uh, I've started Stargate to the Cosmos Story History Traveler Series, and uh, Janet Killison had the, uh, oh, what do you call it, the event in Albuquerque called Stargate to the Cosmos, and Tommy and I were talking about it in 2012 with her, with Robert O'Dean, who has since passed and gave us a $500 seed money to keep up the Allied Command Organization, the ACO Association, and start the Stargate to the Cosmos on TJ CT Radio. Yeah, but Janet gave it back at my request and I think Lynn Caston because we decided to not have it at that particular date, which was Halloween in 2012, 28th through the 31st. So I like to keep Halloween because it's such a special time in our culture. And a lot of people come and will come and do the Thursday night and dress up and stuff. But then we could have Friday, Saturday, Sunday at least, and maybe Monday if we had to have three days. But we're going to see if Dr. Rick Allen Miller, Dr. Lewis Turry, uh, Tommy Hawksblood, Dr. Ken Johnston, and myself, Teresa J. Morris, will get together. And maybe even Dr. Lesson and Janet Lesson may come back this year. We're not sure if they'll come or not. But uh, we may get with Richard Smith and his wife, uh, Linda Smith, isn't it, Richard and Linda, that started with us. 
on our yes. radio shows before they had their own. They so a lot of people started with us, and even Lauren Fenton before she had her own radio show. A lot of people don't know that how we've been we've been around since June 6, 2012, and we got a lot of people kick started in our ascension and our UFO businesses. Ken, now well, Ken, me, I'm really excited real for you. Well, thank you. Go ahead. Real fast, because I had a I had not a vision necessarily, but in in, in a I mean, what we are doing, what we are doing here and trying to bring forward and everything else is, um, is and, and the events we're having, uh, and, and even David Wilcox and them, they're all saying September, October of this year is going to be when we're going to have the direct contact. It's going to have to be something worldwide event that's going to make everyone wake up and look and realize that, you know, um, extraterrestrials have been working with us, watching with us for a long period of time. And so now it's up to us to get the information out so we're ready for the full disclosure. And I'm pushing that as hard as I can. Hello. Don't yeah, tell I'm me here. I lost you. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm here. Right yeah, I'm here. Right. yeah, we were on mute. I was on mute. All right. Well, let's wrap it up, guys. We've got four minutes. I'll let you each give for how to get in contact with you. And, uh, the ACO Club, invite people to that, and then we'll be out of time. So you, you go. You've already given them my information. And, yep. At, uh, um, yeah, well, <laughs> what did you say I was? Uh, yeah, Mars1Astronaut at gmail.com. There you go. All spelled out, M-A-R-S-O-N-E-A-S-T-R-O-N-A-U-T at gmail.com. There you go. Go ahead, Tommy. Mine is, mine is hawksbud1, A-O-L.com. Hawks is the bird that flies, plural. Hawksblood, number one, at A-O-L.com. I, I answer all my emails, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, as soon as I can. Uh, so please, if you want any of my first two books, I give them out for free as an ebook. So just text me that you want it, How to See God or the, When Truth is Called Crazy. Uh, my new book is out, which I'm putting out there. I'm going to try to get it so I can give it away too because I'm not here to make money. I don't want to make money. I'm just trying to put out the truth. Uh, so please, get involved. Help TJ, help us get this thing going. If you're if you like what you hear, please get involved. Ask questions, send questions in. But uh, your participation's needed because we're trying to move forward, and we want people to be part of it. And the only way you can be part of it is by getting active and involved. Sitting back and watching doesn't help nobody. So with that, please listen as often as you can. We we try to do a couple shows a week. I do a couple shows a week. Tune in. You might learn something, and then you might get involved. You might care about what's going on. Thank you. All right, TJ. You still there, TJ? Uh, she's there. She's there. Come on, TJ. We're waiting on you because you got about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I don't know what goes on. All right. Tommy, it's, All right. I, I, it's, I've enjoyed chatting with you, and I'm sure we'll have more opportunities together. And between now and then, I'm sure a lot of your followers, listeners, will have a lot of questions from me, and I'll do my best to try to answer those questions as we go along. But you, you say you try to answer all – there are times when I can't answer all of the emails that come in. It, it's well, it's it pertain, a lot out there. I always say, if it pertains to what I know, I can answer the question. <laughs> all right. Well, look, it was a, a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Okay. Take it right. easy. Bye-bye. All right. Have a good thank, day. Right. Thank you, yeah. everybody. Here we go. We'll see you, uh, yeah, you made it Tuesday back. night. And, and uh, Ken, you'll be here Friday. We'll be here Thursday Roger that. and Friday. Remember okay, slap. good night, everybody. Sounds like a plan. All right, good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Sounds like a plan. All right, and Ken, uh, what the heck? <laughs>
Yeah. And another spaceship just took <laughs> off. They just left us. <laughs> yeah, he ended. He left in his spaceship. Okay, good night. Good night. Good night. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.